This is Positive Parenting. Parenting expertise and advice from best-selling parenting author and national newspaper columnist, Mr. Dad, Armin Brott. Hello there and welcome to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brott, the founder of MrDad.com. Considering how important money is in our lives and how much of our time and energy we spend out there in the world trying to earn it, you'd think that we'd know more about it, about what to do with it when we get it, about how to save it, about how to use it to pay for our bills and things like that. But unfortunately, we don't. And I've actually seen some studies fairly recently that talk about how parents, when it comes to talking to their kids about money, they'd rather talk about sex or death than money. It's something that we just have a really difficult time dealing with. Well, in this part of today's show, we're going to hopefully straighten some of that out for you because we've got a financial expert who's going to be talking with us about all sorts of money-related things. And she's got some great suggestions and tips and resources for us about overall, generally, how to, how to improve our finances, how to get out of debt, how to deal with credit cards, and how to understand what credit cards are for and how to stay away from some of those traps that a lot of people fall into. We'll talk about whether to lease or to buy when it comes to cars and things having to do with mortgage payments, paying for college, building savings, and also getting the kids ready to go and allowances and getting them to understand a little bit about the things that are so difficult for us adults. And it all starts when Positive Parenting continues right after this. More with Mr. Dad, Armin Brat after this. From the MrDad.com radio network. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike scooter or skateboard think of my son casey and use your head put a helmet on it could save your life a message from the consumer product safety commission did you just look down at your phone you did it again didn't you you know you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel and a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds at 55 miles per hour that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage turn it off Trust me, whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Welcome back to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brott, and my guest for this part of today's show is Jeanette Mack, who is the Assistant Vice President of Corporate Communications at Navy Federal Credit Union. Jeanette, thanks for joining us. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So families and money you'd think that they would kind of go together since there's so much money that's going out the door to you know, to spend on kids. And you, you see these articles every once in a while about the horrible uh, amount of money that it costs to get a child from zero to 18. But that's just the beginning because then they go off to college and you've got to pay for that. And then they move back home after a while and you got to keep paying for that. And it, it can be a really stressful thing, can't it? Yes, it, it can. It can. But, you know, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it, it, there, there are going to be ups and downs in that road, but, but it doesn't have to be. 
So. No, that's true. It can, and, and that's what we're going to be talking about today is is how to yeah. how to gain some some control over it. I think one of the first things is education that comes up in almost every area of parenting and in life in general is the more you know about stuff, the better off you're going to be. And it's surprising these surveys that get done about how few people really understand what money is all about. So tell us what some tools are that you folks have. Uh, that can help with financial literacy, just to get people so they understand the words that they're hearing. Well, you know, it's oddly enough, one of the places that people rarely even think to look for financial literacy or or help in in resources is their their own financial institution, which I would say is probably the first place that you should go. And, uh, you know, because there's there's so much wrapped up in in being into being a, you know, a, a customer of a bank or a member at a credit union that, you know, that it's the checking accounts and the savings accounts and the products and services. But part of that service is also helping you get to your financial goals. And, you know, a really good, subtle financial institution will be giving you the tools and the resources to help you go from not knowing anything, not knowing what credit means or what a credit score is, to absolutely knowing what a credit score is and not only that, but how to get a really good one and how to make sure that you're safely getting into you know, those things like an auto loan or, or a home loan or even just a, a short-term personal loan and paying it off successfully in the end. So I would definitely say your financial institution is a great, great place to start and, yeah. of course, online. Well, so. tell us about a couple of the big ones because I, I think, the, you know, the, when, when you put it in terms of financial literacy, it sounds like mm-hmm. you need a college course for that. And it, it doesn't <laughs> have to be, I mean, it can be, but it doesn't have to be that complicated. What are a couple of the things that people need to know right away? Know right away that... Um, you know, help is out there. So I'll take Navy Federal, for example, because, uh, you know, we have a, a microsite that's dedicated to this, to taking you from not knowing anything to, to getting yourself safely into a, a, a new loan product or, uh, you know, a credit card for the first time. But there's going to be some angst, but the thing is that there is a way to go from, from plan, you know, from A, point A, not, not having what you need to getting the next step done is education, availing yourself of the resources, and then, you know, successfully applying for a credit card or, or a new car loan or, or whatever it is that's going to take you to where you need to be to fulfill your goals. And so for, at Navy Federal, we, we dedicated a microsite to that, and it's called mm-hmm. uh, Making Sense. And so if you wanted to go there, you, do, you don't even have to be a member of Navy Federal to, to use this microsite. And um, so if you want to go there, you can get, check it out on um, org. And when you go there, you'll see that anything from, you know, just wanting to learn about credit or get, you know, what is a credit score or how to get into a credit card, that's a track. Right. And then another another track will take you to auto loans and how to apply for an auto loan. And okay. then another track will take you down the, the road to even applying for a home loan. So mm-hmm. it makes it really, really easy for people. Well, let's go to credit for just a minute because I think that sure. is so huge. And this is something I, I, I don't spend a huge amount of time watching TV, but I, I try when I'm doing it to watch it with my, my 15-year-old. And, and she's getting old enough to, to be aware of these things. I mean, she's past the stage where you know, little kids are where they say, why don't you get money out of one of those machines? Because that, that's the way they understand it. But she, yeah, she has a magic machine. Yeah, she has a sense now. And, and, you know, we see these credit card commercials, and people are so gleeful about they want to pay for this and they want to pay for that so that they can get the miles or the double points or whatever. And mm-hmm, it, it, mm-hmm. Makes, it makes spending, to me, as somebody who pays off his credit cards the the minute they come, I have no balances and never have. Right. 
but it it makes me scream that that you're you're saying oh just pull out the piece of plastic and buy something it doesn't matter if you can pay for it or not what do you tell people about when they're first opening up their credit cards well the key to understanding credit is that it's going to it's going to be the thing that that makes or breaks you throughout your financial life and let's face it you're you're going to have to spend money to live there's just no avoiding it so the, the key to, to to understanding this um, is that you have to be able to spend wisely and use credit wisely so that you can be successful in the end. That piece of plastic is not a way to make all your dreams come true without ramifications, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that Thank you. you yes. You've got to be able to, yes, you ha- you've got to be able to learn how to, to discipline yourself. Um, and the way to do that is by creating a budget for yourself. I, I don't care where you are in your financial life, and I don't care how financially savvy you are. You won't you won't get there without a budget. And I and I'll, I'll guarantee you that even the most successful people um, will tell you that the, the the budget is basically I like to think of it as the GPS for your financial journey. If you have to go from here to a town you've never been to, and let's call that town financial success, you don't just get in your car and then start driving. You're going to waste time and you're going to waste gas. So let's equate that to the time that you spend. Um, you know, researching how to how to get into a credit card that that's that's gonna that's gonna help you reach your financial goal. Or looking at where your money is coming in and how much can actually go towards an expense, the in what's coming in and what's going out. That knowing that budget that's going to really help you in understanding how much you can actually pull off that credit card or whether or not you should keep the credit card in your wallet and stay home and watch TV. <laughs> now, speaking of, of credit, it's almost like the, the other side of all those credit card commercials is the check your credit score kinds of things. And mm-hmm. the, the impression that those give, because whenever you see somebody checking their score, the thing that they show on the little phone that they're checking their score on is that the score goes up. And it's all, the implication is almost that by checking your score regularly, it's going to improve it. That's not how you improve your credit score. Would you, would you please no, tell no, us as, no, as a financial expert how that happens? How do you improve your credit score? Right, right. I mean, I, that, I'll use the analogy of like, you know, keep, keep opening the fridge to see if anything's changed if, and you haven't gone to the grocery exactly, store. Exactly, yes. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Checking on it does not mean you're being responsible. What The key to being responsible with credit is paying regularly, paying on time or even early, and only using what you need or what you can safely pay back. Because the one thing that you have to understand about credit, even on credit cards that revolve, you have to pay it off in the end. You will have to pay it off. It's not something that you're just going to live with forever and ever and never have to pay or to pay off at some point. The goal is to actually get to where that balance is near to zero on a monthly basis or as, as, as much as you can safely afford it. So there's some dispute out there, and, and you see certain articles on certain sites that will say the best way to build your credit is to carry a balance and pay it down, but carry a balance. And then other places say the best way you can do it is just to pay the thing off to to begin just so you don't carry a balance. Is there some strategy to carrying a balance? There is, and and what the, what you need to understand is that, you know, y- yes, you're going to, there are going to be times where you're going to have to put something on credit and you're not going to be able to pay it off within a month. That That is understandable. That's the good thing about having a credit card, that you have that availability to do that. But what you need to do is make sure that you're keeping your balance 
much lower than the uh, the line of credit that you've been extended because if you've been paying responsibly and you've been doing yourself the solid of keeping a great credit score by paying on time and, and keeping yourself in good standing, then credit card companies or issuers might do you a solid and extend you another $20,000 or $10,000 or even $500 more credit. And a lot of people are tempted to say, hey, well, that means I can spend more. No, what that means is that you have, you have more breathing room. You need to keep it there. You need to keep it within at least if you have a credit card that's, that's $20,000, say, in um, available credit, then keep it to within $2,000. You know, $2,000 is a good balance to maintain mm-hmm. on a $20,000 you know, card. So there's a formula there that lenders and, and uh, financial institutions will look at called debt-to-income ratio. That means what do you have to what, – what amount of money that comes in versus how much money you actually have to pay in debt. And the more that number keeps shrinking – that means that your score is going to shrink as well. Your credit score is going to shrink. Talking with Jeanette Mack, who's the Assistant VP of Corporate Communications at Navy Federal Credit Union. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will keep talking to Jeanette about a lot more other financial things. I'm Armin Brott. You're listening to Positive Parenting. Excuse me, do you know how to get to Maine and Maple? Do you have these in a seven and a half? How's that cooked? Can I get that shipped overnight? Is there a direct flight? How long does the warranty last? What's your soup of the day? How do you change the ringtone? Does it come in blue? Does this bus stop at Elm Street? We ask questions everywhere in life. Is it raining out? Uh, What time's the meeting? How much does this cost? Does it have four-wheel drive? Have we met before? What's my account balance? Yet somehow, when we get to the doctor's office... Any questions? Um, no. We clam up. Ask questions. What is this test for? Are there any side effects? When do I get my results? Questions lead to better health care. Go to ahrq.gov for a list of 10 questions everyone should know. Questions are the answer. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. All right, class. Let's hear what everyone did this weekend. Jill? Well, I raised my older sister to a big oak tree. It was at least a hundred years old. My mom said I must have set a record or something. And then we went down by a stream and perched up on this huge rock and saw all of these little minnows swimming around way below us. And then I rescued my little brother from an evil slug king who was guarding him at the bush fortress. And my sister and I brought him back to our super twig floor for safety. And then we all laid out and told stories until it got dark. And the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? Yeah. We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Anyone want to come this weekend? Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week and find the fun, adventurous you. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Positive Parenting. If you're just joining us, I'm talking to Jeanette Mack, who's the Assistant VP of Corporate Communications at Navy Federal Credit Union. And want to get you to tell us a little bit about some of the things that people can do, particularly people who young families, whether they're in the military or, or elsewhere. And a lot of families are, are living, I don't want to say hand to mouth, that's such a horrible expression, but paycheck to paycheck. They're not able to put a lot away. How do you begin starting, how do you put together some kind of a program where you can start getting out of that, that rut 
where you can start saving yeah. and you can start building credit and you can start doing the things that you need to do to be a, a responsible grown-up later. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's tough. And, you know, we see that a lot at Navy Federal, you know, the families that, that are doing that, uh, you know, living um, pretty tightly from paycheck to paycheck. But, you know, there is one thing that I think that a lot of people and a lot of families um, neglect to do, and that is to look at, clo- take a close, serious look at, at how you're spending your money or where your money is going because, you know, there are small things that you can do, small behavioral things that you can do to change how much money you have at the, in the, end, at the end of each month or at the end of each week or however it is that you get paid. And that is to look at, you know, say, say you are the kind of person that leaves your house and, and spends 4 bucks on coffee, and you think it's just 4 bucks, but by the end of the month you've, you've paid $100 just towards coffee. Um, you know, I like to call these kinds of things invisible expenses, the things that you kind of do habitually or that you've done to yourself one time that you totally forgot about, like, you know, buying a, a, a gym membership that comes out of your, your paycheck automatically, and you've you don't go to the gym, and yet you still pay $20 a month toward this. Or, you know, the things that you're doing to, to really not help yourself, like, you know, checking out uh, ways to spend less on groceries or to, to you know, spend less on, um, you know, electricity or, or the things that, that, that really affect how much you pay monthly in, in bills yeah, and how much yeah. you have in excess, you know. So you really need to, um, to examine the, the way that you're spending your money and find those those places where excess funds can be kind of recouped and put back into the family budget. Yeah, and you know, I, I would advocate also for being really careful to check your credit card bills if you have credit card bills, because I, I've noticed this when I check my, my daughter's, she has a, her ATM card, and and there have been a couple times where she has inadvertently signed up for some sort of a monthly service charge thing. And so there's 10 yeah. bucks or 20 bucks a month on there, which she didn't mm-hmm. realize that she'd signed up for, and she doesn't look at the bill. She doesn't look at the thing, um, you know. And and I've found stuff on my credit card statement that somebody got my card and bought something, or you know, whatever it is. So you may be able to save some money there. That's just being yes. taken from you. Yes, exactly, exactly. And and that's the way that you know those those kinds of things can really eat at your budget. And you'd be surprised at how much those little expenditures over yeah. time absolutely can can really add up. Yeah, yeah, you get a couple yeah. of those, and that's a, a month's mortgage payment if you add them all up. Uh, let, let's let's yeah. talk about leasing versus buying. You did mention credit or buying cars, and mm-hmm. that's such a such a complicated thing, leasing versus versus yeah. buying. And and I, you know, it's another one of these somewhat deceptive things where they say oh, you can get the car for one hundred and twenty nine dollars a month. Well, that's true, mm-hmm. but you've got to put five thousand dollars down. So if you divide up five thousand dollars by the twenty four months of the lease, that's that's two hundred dollars a month more, so it's really not one hundred and twenty nine. It's really three twenty nine. So, how do you mm-hmm. make sense of the lease versus buy discussion, and, and who's it good for, and who's it not? Right. So, you know, you're absolutely right. When whether it's buying or leasing, most people only look at how much does the car cost on a monthly basis. And you know, while that is a major uh, part of how you can afford the vehicle, it is not the only part of the equation that you have to pay attention to. So especially when you're looking at leasing, I mean, there's, there's some cost benefits to leasing. You know, um, you can, um, you're only paying for the portion of the car that you're using. But there again, it also has to make sure that it makes sense for your lifestyle. 
so you said, you know, who's it, who does it make sense for? Well, it makes sense for someone who doesn't drive that often. It makes sense for someone who doesn't drive that hard, you know. <laughs> so, you know, who do, who doesn't have, uh, you know, 20 kids piling into the into the car every day, and the chances of of you know the car getting uh, messed up and repairs having to be done to it, and then you know taking it across country to grandma's, uh, you know, on a monthly basis, or or you know that kind of thing. So because of the mileage that the mileage limits exactly. that go into taking yeah. a car. Yeah. So you you really do have to examine whether or not you um you know you're the kind of a candidate for leasing, meaning I don't drive that much. I'm 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 I use cars pretty well, and I only really want a a, a new car a, a new car every two years. You know that kind of thing, and I never really want to stop making payments because that's also part of leasing is that the, the monthly payment thing never goes away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So you give <laughs> you, the car you do, back. You're, 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 const- you're constantly having to make to either, um, you know, you think about whether or not you're going to pay the residual value on the car at the end of the lease or put down another chunk of money on another lease. Um, but it does make sense, like I said, for people who, who, the, who those situations are totally okay with financially and they want a new car more often. Buying a car gives you an asset at the end. And, and, it, and what it does is it says that I am going to have to pay a monthly payment for four years or five years. I do not, absolutely do not recommend paying uh, for a car for, you know, just because you want to afford the payment. Um, say it's $200 payment. Yeah, you, you get seven you or eight years for now. 84, yeah, eight, yeah, 84 month term kind of thing. Now you're paying for a car probably, it, it's it's possible that you could be paying way more for that car than it's worth in the end at the end of that that loan term so you really need to do yourself a favor and do the research even when you're buying a car to make sure that the the monthly payment and the and the uh, interest rate are going to put you in a good position at the end of the loan term meaning that car is still going to have some value left um, some value in it that's been uh, worth your while in in funds paying for it now you deal with, at Navy Federal with a lot of military families, veterans, and people from the Department of Defense, and so you're, you've got a lot of people coming in the door who have a VA loan, and mm-hmm. but not everybody knows what a VA loan is. I mean, you, you, you get a certificate from the VA that says you got a loan. Will you explain what that is a little bit? We only have a couple minutes left, but talk about what, what that's about and how people can get it yes. and what the advantages and disadvantages are, because there can be some pretty steep fees up front. Yeah. Well, you know, there is, there's a common misconception about some of those fees. So some of those fees um, up front for a VA loan um, can, can also be rolled into the loan. So the, the one thing that I will say about the VA loan that's most important for people to know is that it's, it, if, you're, if you're in the military and you want to buy a home, that's the loan you need to use, okay? You should, absolutely should make sure that, that you, uh, uh, you know, are eligible, but then once you, once you check your eligibility, go into, go into uh, the VA loan because of the fact that it, it does not require a down payment for you to, to buy a home, and that is a huge cost saving. So it say if you want to buy yeah. Yeah, a, you know, a $200,000 home, that's $20,000 you don't have to put out of pocket. For a down payment on your home, so that that benefit is actually worth your time, and it does it it, is, it makes qualifying for a home much easier for someone who's in the military as well. So it's definitely something that you need to 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 look into when you're going to buy a home. And then the next thing is to make sure that you're going with a lender who has the expertise to take you through that VA loan process 
with ease. If you go with a lender who doesn't know the, lo- the VA loan process, that it might take longer and there might be a few, uh, you know, uh, hiccups and bumps along the way. So highly recommend someone who says that they are an expert in the VA loan process. Now, if somebody has the down payment, is a VA yeah. loan still a good choice or would they be better off without that? Uh, the VA loan is, is still a good choice um, to, to think about because of the fact that, um, you know, it's, it's available to only to the military and the fact that it makes getting into the home easier. But also I would say you do need to compare because if you have, if you have a, a down payment, then, then you could compare mortgage loan products and see which one is going to, be, going to make the most sense for how long you're going to live in the home, and, and how much you're going to pay over the, you know, over the span of the 30-year the loan process, or say if it's a 15-year mortgage that you're looking at, you might want to compare um, you know, how much you're going to pay over the life of the loan um, comparatively between each mortgage product that you're looking at. So in that case, again, looking, talking to your financial institution, because that can be complex, and a good uh, financial, financial institution or loan uh, processor will help you understand what the, uh, the options are and try to find the one that fits your budget and your needs exactly. I've been talking with Jeanette Mack, who's the Assistant VP of Corporate Communications at Navy Federal Credit Union. What's the website, Jeanette? It is NavyFederal.org, or if you want to check out Making Sense, go to NavyFederal.MakingSense.I'm sorry, MakingSense.NavyFederal.org. Okay. Jeanette, Mac, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Dear Mom and Dad, one thing I've learned in the Army is that when you're lucky enough to get a little time off, you should put it to good use. So I'm taking a moment to write and tell you that I'm fine and doing well. We have good days and bad days over here. We try to remember the good ones and get through the bad ones as best we can. Mostly we have each other, and that's what keeps us going. That and the pride of our commitment to getting the job done, whatever it takes. I miss you all very much and can't wait to get back to life as usual. Please tell everybody hello for me and that I'll be home soon. And Mom, since you asked, if anyone wants to help, just tell them to contact the USO. You can't believe how much they do for us. With love, your son Michael. The USO depends on the generosity of the American people, people just like you. To find out how you can help, Visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. Hey there, welcome back to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brunt, and it's time for a Parents at Play segment. Besides camps, Poison Oak, blockbuster movies, vacations, and sunburn, summer is also known as a time when kids forget a little too much of what they just spent the previous school year learning. But it doesn't have to be that way. This is the first of several segments that will highlight some of the many ways you can help turn that dreaded summer brain drain into a brain gain. And there's no better place to start than with history. Little Guides to Great Lives from Lawrence King. One of the best ways to learn about history is to read about the lives of the people who lived it. And this new series of books for young readers is excellent. Each of these 64-page books is charmingly illustrated and filled with stories, scenes, and fascinating nuggets from the subject's life. So if you want to know how Nelson Mandela inspired the world, why Amelia Earhart is an aviation hero, what makes Leonardo da Vinci a genius, and why Frida Kahlo is an art icon, and what Marie Curie did to become a science superstar, look no further. Although they're written for children, adults will love these books too, and they're perfect to read aloud. 
They're for ages 7 and up, cost $11.99 apiece. More information at lawrenceking.com. Who owns these bones from Lawrence King? This book is a clever collaboration between an ethnologist named Henri Cap, a writer named Raphael Martin, and an illustrator, Renaud Vigour, and the result is both engaging and educational. In it, you'll learn more than you thought possible about skeletons, what makes each one unique, and how to tell similar ones, like a human and a gorilla, apart. You'll also learn what skulls and other bones teach us about animal anatomy and how they developed. For example, did you know that tree frogs use their eyeballs to move food from the front of their mouth to the back of their throat? Weird, huh? They're for ages 7 and up, cost twenty-one ninety-nine, and it's from lawrenceking.com. Terrific Timelines from Lawrence King This growing series takes readers on a meandering walk through a specific time period or theme and features press-out figures that become part of a physical timeline. Dinosaurs goes through the Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous eras and introduces 20 dinosaurs, including a few we'd never heard of, such as the Pachycephalosaurus, the one with the crash helmet head. You'll learn when they lived, what they ate, what ate them, and more. Cars covers a much, much shorter period of time, starting in the 1880s with the first horseless carriage. It moves through classics like the original VW Beetle and the Jaguar XK120, and all the way up to the Tesla Model X and the Waymo self-driving car. There's a concise history of each vehicle and plenty of trivia sprinkled throughout such as the 2010 traffic jam in China that was 62 miles long and lasted 12 days. Who knew? It's for ages 6 and up. Costs less than $12. More info at lawrenceking.com. You can get a lot more information about toys and games and activities and all sorts of other wonderful things to do with your family at our website, parentsatplay.com. We'll be back next week with another show for you. Until then, I'm Armin Brott. Thanks for listening to Positive Parenting. You can get more information on today's show and what we're working on in the weeks ahead at MrDad.com. While you're there, visit the MrDad.com gift shop with everything you need to help you become the dad or mom you want to be. Positive Parenting is a production of the MrDad.com radio network. Now, go be a great parent.